Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. This is ADZ Sports Live presented by Texas Family Fitness. We are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and we'll have this audio back up on the audio platforms. But like I said, I am Will Skywalker Steel. You can follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Steel. And today, we jump into the lab, right? We're going to dive into the lab. We're going to talk about this Cowboys run game. Did it find some footing? Did it find some momentum? We'll look at some plays and talk about two things that I thought were improvements on that side of the ball. We'll also look at some of the good and some of the bad in the red zone, right? Because y'all know me. That's where I think we need to improve the most or be consistent the most is the red zone. We'll also listen to Kellen Moore in the first word. He's going to talk about some of the play calls. He's going to talk about that question a lot of fans continue to ask me. And I said, hey, you got to ask Kellen. So they did ask Kellen his question, and um, we're going to see what his answer was. Uh, And then, of course, we'll open up the phone lines, Pulse Nation phone lines. In fact, here you go right here, 351-999-3787. We'll likely get to the phone lines probably after uh, we jump into the lab. But we got two lab sessions today, two lab sessions. One is going to be the run game. The other is going to be the red zone. Uh, And we'll first start off with the run game. So, Make sure y'all stick around for that. We got a jam-packed show. I think it's going to be good. Um, positive vibes coming out of the day. Positive vibes, right? Uh, yesterday, we saw some negative things happen around the league in regards to injuries and in regards to let – me, let me mute this real quick, y'all. There we go. In regards to injuries and COVID. Uh, yesterday, 47, a record 47 new cases – hit the NFL around the league in regards to the to the vid, right? Uh, fortunately, so far, so good. No Dallas Cowboys, but this thing is starting to spiral out of control. And I think it's going to affect some playoff teams. And then you had some injuries that are affecting some playoff teams. Did you guys see that Chris Godwin is out for the season for the Tampa Bay of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Now, I, I think that's that's major. Moving forward, now they are going to get back Anthony Brown or Antonio Brown. They still got Gronk. They still got Mike Evans, who was hobbled. Leonard Fournette, who was hobbled. You know, so they could be losing some pieces here, uh, getting to the playoffs, kind of not in hole. So they had the fortunate uh, health situation last year in the playoffs. This year, we'll see. We'll see. That could be one of those things where Tampa Bay kind of gets knocked down the ranks a little bit. And then in NFC East news, Daniel Jones is out for the season, as they should just shut him down. He got that next situation, so they're shutting him down. So kind of want to give you all some updates around the league in regards to injuries and COVID. Um, Dallas came out the game clean yesterday, so we'll talk about that in the roundup. Let me make sure I got the right roundup in here. We don't want to – yeah, we got that. All right, so let me get some shout-outs. Y'all know how we do. A lot of notification squad in the building. We already 100 deep over here on, on YouTube, and Facebook is is in the building as well. So – let me get to y'all real quick. Uh, Marcelo B, tomorrow, what's up? Fresh Fade, AJ Torres, Sadiqa, how you doing? Stevie Mack, the mod guy. Stage, Mark Smith, Tommy Robertson, the lunatic. What's up, the lunatic? Miss Sheila, 215 Khalil, Manny, uh, Professor O. Hey, Professor O, I meant to copy your, um, or save the picture that you, you, you dropped yesterday in regards to the screen. So 
if you want, man, call in. You could talk a little bit about that. I thought it was a, a great nugget you dropped about screens. And they even asked, um, they asked, uh, what's his name, Kellen Moore, about the screens and things like that. I don't think I put that in the clip, though, but go back and listen to that later. But if you can, bro, call in and, and let the folks know about that, the screen situation. Uh, Conley, James Simmons, where you at, where you at, where you at? Anthony Moore, TC915, Jennifer, I'm just say why. I won't mess you up, Jennifer. You're always in here. I, I don't want to mess up your last name. Uh, Mike Harris, Jeremy Parker, Taj, what's going on, Taj? Sean Mike, Mope Mosley, Alpha Mason, what's good, Alpha Mason? Sin City, Manny, Kobe, Jeremy, and Chase. Over on Facebook, we got Wayne. What's up, Wayne? We got Dana, or is it, I'm sorry, Denon, my bad. We're going to call you DT. We got DT. We got Tim Garcia. Uh, my boy, I saw my boy in here, CJ. He got on me today. Chris DeLeon, Lance Bell, Terry V, Peter. What's up, Peter? There you go. CJ said, I'm on that ish stuff again. Yeah, CJ. I was trying to put together, add some last-minute stuff to the show, and it kind of made me kind of yeah, get behind schedule a little bit. Gerardo, Jacqueline, and Chuck. Hey, I appreciate you guys uh, coming through early in the morning. And being part of the notification squad, being part of this A to Z Sports Dallas. And uh, I like to kind of get people to come on in as we get ready to open up with the roundup. But yeah, man, the creator part of me, it's so hard to turn off. Like, I, I could just come on here and we could just talk and don't do anything. But I, I'm always trying to find little things and do other little things to make the show great uh, and more entertaining and more pleasing visually and uh, any other way possible. Sometimes I can get behind. I'm just always working. I got to just calm down sometimes, y'all. I just got to calm down. Um, all right. With that said, y'all, let's get into the roundup. We got some Cowboys news. Welcome to my Gucci. It's about that time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. I should give a shout-out to the winner. I'm going to go find the winner real quick. I believe we announced it on our Twitter. Uh, There was a winner for that giveaway yesterday that we did for those who participated. Thank you. We appreciate that very much. Uh, Real quick before I move on, I do want to give a shout-out. Let me find you. Let me find you. Come on, come on, come on. I can't quite find it at this moment, but I promise you I will, and I will shout you out, sir. Nonetheless, this is the Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. First up on the docket, some injury-related news. Donovan Wilson is expected back this week per Stephen Jones. Now, remember last week, it was designated to return, meaning they got a 21-day window. Um, They made some cuts, I think, to welcome back Donovan Wilson officially on the active roster. Uh, Azor Kamara, the defensive end, was waived. Likely going to end up on the practice squad, which then means they got to make a move on the practice squad. So wide receiver Osiris Mitchell 
was waived or cut from the practice squad. Uh, I believe they're going to bring back a Kamara. I think they like Kamara, especially on the special teams packages. Um, and you got to remember, we we don't have technically, we don't have Osa and Tristan Hill on the roster because of COVID. Now, they don't count against a roster spot, but they're not on the roster. So once they come off of that COVID list, or if they do this week, you got to make room for those guys. But getting Donovan Wilson back is going to be another added bonus to this secondary that we talked about yesterday has five players with an interception. I'm sorry. Yeah, five players in the secondary with an interception that has played 30% or more. Really, the only guy that is a part of that rotation when playing that doesn't have an interception is Donovan Wilson. So Cowboys seem to be getting healthier moving towards the playoffs, getting really good players back. You know, hope everything works out in that way, and you love to see it, man. So getting Dino back with those guys back there and J. Ron Curse and Malik Hooker, KZ, DB, or, um, AB, Diggs, Lewis. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a team to consistently throw the rock, I think, in the playoffs with this pass rush and with the healthy secondary. <laughs> Virtual meetings will be held this week. We talked about the record 47 players getting COVID yesterday. It was a record for one day for the NFL. With that, the Cowboys will hold virtual meetings this week to mitigate contact with the influx of cases around the league per Brianna Dix. Uh, a special teams coach, assistant special teams coach, did test positive for COVID. So the Dallas Cowboys, are. it seems like they're trying to do everything possible to not – succumb to the situation like a lot of teams. I mean, look at yesterday, right? You know, you had the the Browns who barely could get through and almost beat the Raiders. How did we lose to the Raiders? The Browns with their third string almost beat the Raiders yesterday due to COVID. And then today, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football people, no names, will be playing on a Tuesday because of COVID. So Dallas, it sounds like they're trying to do everything they can. I think the next thing... For them to do, y'all, is to bubble the hell up. Hey, what's up, Reyes? I usually see you on game day. Never really see you in the in the morning show. What's going on? So I hope they bubble up heading towards the playoffs. Uh, going to need everybody. Last thing you want to do is have something like last year with the Browns where their coach had it opening week. Eh, kind of scary. And then finally, they asked coach about Tyron Smith. You know, last week when they asked him, He said, no, he's out for week 15. They asked him today or yesterday, and he said, oh, we'll see. It's a little bit too early to tell, which I'll take that as, read between the lines, some positive news. I'll take it as some positive momentum, I'll I'll say, with Tyron Smith. Would I play him? Cowboys Nation, would you play Tyron this week? I wouldn't. You beat Washington football people without Tyron Smith last week. Now, they could get some of their best pass rushers back, right? Uh, And you may need your best pass blocker. But I think Dallas can get by without Tyron Smith next week. I'm really ready, almost ready to sit him down to the playoffs. Maybe Arizona, because Arizona is the next formidable opponent you're going to see, right? Uh, So so maybe we'll we'll bring him back for that game. But I'm kind of leaning towards, let's rest Tyron Smith. I mean, what y'all saying? 
I'm seeing in the chat here. No, a lot of no's. Everyone is saying no. I'm I'm kind of with the same feeling here. Save for Arizona, says Chuck. Save for playoffs, says Hazard. I think Rick is saying no. Yeah, sit him down. Sit him down. Tavis, sit him down. Yeah, rest him up. Uh, the way he's it's been this year, it's been, what, six games got hurt or five games got hurt. Three, four games get hurt. So if he's going to get hurt after four games, I'd rather those four, <laughs> four games be uh, wild card or bye week. Divisional, conference, Super Bowl. Then rest your ass for the offseason. That's how I look at it uh, for Tyron Smith. So uh, that was the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Appreciate y'all for sticking around for that. Here's what we'll do since we got some callers in here. I'll let you guys get get in a little bit. We got a lot of callers, actually. Uh, We'll get a couple in, and then we'll jump into the first word uh, where Kellen Moore talks about the run game a little bit. And then we'll dive into the run game. All right, let's get the lunatic off the top rope. What's good, hermano? Sky Cowboys Nation, buenos dias, buenos dias. I hope everybody's having a great Christmas week. Yes, indeed, brother. I hope you're having a great Christmas week as well. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a break later on in the week like most of us. So enjoy that with your friends and fam. Actually, I work on the holidays also, my man, so mm. don't worry about it. I take care of my family on, <laughs> on other holidays, and they, they know the drill. They know the drill. But here's my question that I have for you today. Okay. Because I was listening to your – I was listening to the stream yesterday. I, I re-listened to it overnight sure. when I was working, and I started thinking, who has had more adversity this year, the offense or the defense? That's an interesting question. And, I think it's flipped, hasn't it? And it, Yes, because I keep thinking, well, the defense had all these injuries, so did the offense and everything. But then I go back to how did they handle that adversity? Mm-hmm. The defense for a while said, hey, we are we need a pass rusher. Let's put Micah in there. They solved the issue. They need this. You know, they tried cursed with the safeties. Uh, so they tried different things. And yep. you see how the offense has tried to match that. They've. You know, they did the, the McGovern, the Connor experiment. They did the steal at right tackle, Lyle Collins, for a while. They're still doing the Inseki and um, steal experiment at left tackle that last week, which I think they're going to do again this week because I'd sit Smith out. I would sit Tyron Smith and get him ready for Arizona. I would, too. If I was going to have him in any game. Yeah, I would too. You make a good – see, to me, I think there's a deeper point in what you just said, and that's why I think Dan Quinn is has to be in the running for assistant coach of the year. They've dealt with a ton of adversity week in, week out. Now they're getting healthier now, right, um, between COVID and just regular injuries. But when, when Dallas was faced with some massive problems defensively, Dan Quinn kind of rose to the occasion. And I do put that mostly on coaching, right, because you have to you have to call the right plays or you have to put in the right personnel – Whereas offensively, it's like, and I get it, you got great players. When you don't have your great players, it's going to be tough. That is, it just is what it is. But offensively, I just don't know if we've quite adjusted to the not only adversity via injuries, right, but the the adjustment to the league. And you guys will see later, I got a, a graph I'm going to show for you later, how the league is adjusting to the Dallas Cowboys offense. I think we're still figuring that out. 
and uh, going with that theme about adjusting, some were by necessity by Dan Quinn, others why were by, well, let's see if, if this will work. We think it will work, and when it did, they repeated it. I'm talking about Curse, for example. But yet I look at the offense, and there is one glaring, glaring difference, yeah. and that you mentioned it in your, uh, your opening statement in yesterday's week. That's the running back position, mm. the run game. I still don't see why McCarthy doesn't say, you know what, look at the average, the uh, yearly average of Zeke and Tony. It's no disrespect to Zeke, but even he, as you have said, when they tell you what they are, pay attention to them. He has told us, hey, I am banged up. It won't get any worse, but I'm, you know, I'm not 100%. Yeah. And even when Tony Pollard was healthy, let's try him as our workload running back. But why won't they do that? Well, uh, there's probably some politics going on with that. Um, Zeke. I don't want to say Zeke has some Jason Witten in him, but he got some Jason Witten in him, right? Like, if I'm here, if I can walk, if I can run, I'm the guy. Point blank, period. I'm not coming out. I'm not letting you get any of my tick. I'm going to play. Um, and there's some aspects of Zeke's game, even hobbled, that I think that the Cowboys can utilize. But I were, I had a tweet yesterday, Lunatic, that said, after watching, getting in the lab and looking at TP, by the way, who was not even 100%, I said, man, if Tony Pollard was a feature back, was a lead back for a team. Not a workhorse, just a lead back. He could easily be Austin Eckler or Alvin Kamara in regards to production. I truly believe that. This man has showed that he's become an all-around back. We just don't utilize him in that way. Yes, because we don't see the repetitions. And again, what are we saying about T. Smith? Hey, uh, just hold him back a little bit to risk the injury. Well, we're, why aren't we doing that with Emmitt Smith? Uh, correction. <laughs> Zeke, I'm thinking. <laughs> you stuck it now, in now. You can tell that I worked overnight and actually stayed up to listen to your stream live. <laughs> but why aren't we doing that with Zeke? Saying, you know what, we can we can load manage, as McCarthy says, the next couple of games using Tony. Because hell, if more running backs had with had his stats with plantar fasciitis, I would say more of them wanted to run with that. Uh, go, we about to we about to hop in the film room right after this, and then I'm gonna get to if if y'all still want to hold there, be burning lows. But I'm gonna hop into the into the uh, running game film room. Tony Pollard is just I, I love watching Tony play, and no knock on Zeke, like you said, uh, Zeke looked better. Uh, I think I think Kellen said in his interview, uh, Zeke seemed to be the best he's been in a while. Uh, still, it, it wasn't prime Zeke, right? Uh, it was more still lumbering type of Zeke, power Zeke. Uh, he made a few cuts. I was like, that's good to see. However, you watch Tony Pollard in that game. That mother, that mother. He is just ridiculous. His quickness, his, he's like flash, man. And people sleep on his, his ability to finish a run. If he gets some head of steam, he's falling forward. He is, and I think the run game will alleviate the second issue, which is our wide receivers, hmm. just the passing game. But that's, like I said, I've been up too long already, Scott. Uh, so I will leave you. But still, 10 and 4, second seed. Damn, I wanted Baltimore to do another, a better play, but I, I will take it. Mm. I will appreciate the gift that I am given. So close. That I am given. So thank you very much. It'll be a while before I be on again because, like I said, normally towards the end of the year, I work nights. 
Okay. But I appreciate everything you do for Sky. And Cowboys Nation, hey, here's a little jingle for you <laughs> to get you in the holiday spirit, all right? It's 10 and 4, 10 and 4, and the second seed. Oh, what fun it is to hear Santa scream, Puro Pinche Cowboys, because I, I'm not that good at rhyming. Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad, Cowboys Nation. Let's get it. Feliz, Feliz Navidad, the lunatic. Appreciate you, brother. Oh, that was awesome. That was a great call. I, I appreciate that, the lunatic. <laughs> my man, my man won in songs. My man won in songs. All right, here's what we'll do, y'all. Hold tight. Hold tight over there on the phones. I'm going to go to, and Merry Christmas to you, too. Like I said, the lunatic and your family, I, you just, I just remembered you said you won't be back for a while. So enjoy your, your, your working. I guess you're not going to have a break taking care of your fam and stuff like that. I hope you have a, a great holiday, brother. But we're going to get into the first word, and then that's going to jump into the film room with the running game. Uh, so take a listen to uh, Kellen Moore talking about the run game, talking about Dak, and um, talking about, is he holding back plays? A lot of people have been asking me that question. At, they ask Kellen now. Here you go. start off talking about the, the run game, especially in the first half. You seem to, to find some things there, just just where you are and, and kind of what went into an improved run effort yesterday overall. i say we t- we're taking steps, uh, you know, in the run game. I think, we, I think we did some nice things in there. I thought some of the uh, some of the gap stuff, some of the, you know, we're pulling our guys maybe a little bit more than we have in the past last few weeks. And I think it's been really beneficial for our guys. And we got Mac back involved a little bit as, as the in the backfield. I thought that was beneficial for us. And so I uh, thought there were some really nice things to build off of there. Do you save plays for, let's say, like you guys are in position now to play in the postseason? Or are you trying to, if, if there's going to be a play that you would use in the postseason, you want to see it during the regular season? It's a great question. Uh, I mean, I, we're still trying to win games, so if something helps us win a game, I, I feel like we'll, uh, we'll we'll utilize it. And if we ever get into a different situation, then we'll, we'll obviously handle it differently. But to me, we're just trying to win ball games. Every week we can always say, Dak, let's throw here or there. But after that, with the win and all that, how would you assess how you played yesterday? I thought Dak did a nice job. Uh, the way they were going to play us, they're going to make us go the long way. I think they do a really good job of that. They always have in New York with uh, with their defense. You know, he's seventy five percent completion. He found a bunch of completions. Did a really nice job with of that. Uh, obviously, we're always looking for explosives and different opportunities like that. But uh, you know, I thought I thought he stayed within the game and did a nice job. That is Kellen Moore on the first word where he talked about uh, some of Dak's game, how he played the running game success. And one of the things I wanted to point out about what Kellen Moore said before we jump into the lab is he how they played the Dallas Cowboys. Me and B-Bird talked about We all talked about this part of how teams are playing the Dallas Cowboys. And my friend here, Bob Strum, or Sturm, I'm sorry, he had a, a tweet that, and he had an article, by the way, you want to check it out on The Athletic, that detailed this. Teams are playing them differently. We obviously seen it on tape and things like that. But sometimes if you see the numbers, it'll stick out more to you. The last two weeks, Cowboys have run 156 offensive snaps. They've seen man coverage 10 times. 146 snaps of zone coverage. Against Washington, 86 defensive plays. Five man concept, concepts. In New York, 71 defensive plays, five 
man concepts. And the team that comes to mind when this was happening to them and kind of still is, are the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a big talking point earlier in the year because the Chiefs were the standard of big explosive plays. How do you defeat that or how do you contain that? And one of the things were make them matriculate down the field. And I'll say this, you know, Dak ain't no Patrick Mahomes, but I know one thing I think where Dak is better at, and that's, granted, I know he just had three turnovers in the last two games, but turning the ball over, Patrick Mahomes wasn't working through that shell coverage all that well early on. He was turning the ball over at at a historic rate. So, and even still, he's kind of turning it over, but they're getting better and they're winning mostly defensively and with patience offensively. And I bring that up because... The way to get these teams out of it is to run the ball. Run the ball. It is. It's to run the ball. We we saw and we heard. Remember, I, I always come back to it because people hold on to this is the way to beat Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. And I was like, I don't know about that. And Dak said, for the love of God, please blitz me. Please man up our guys. Please send an extra defender. Dak Prescott has far and away the most touchdowns against the blitz this year by like six or seven touchdowns. Uh, maybe even more than that. Um, and he's one of the best pass ratings against the Blitz, et cetera, et cetera. So team said, you know what? This is stupid. Why would I continue to do that? We're going to put guys, we're going to put more guys on the roof, more guys in coverage than you have out wide and make you have to pick your windows. And sometimes because how football is, a guy may look on first read, because Dak has to go through his reads. He looks covered, but when he comes off of it, he may have a, a tight window to get it but he has to come off of it because he doesn't have five seconds in front of him or he doesn't trust his line. So it's a smart strategy, but the way to get him out of that is to run the ball. It's to run the ball. So give me a few seconds here, y'all. I'm going to fire up the lab. We're going to jump in and we're going to just kind of just look at the run game. I'm not really going to break down too much of it. It's just, just kind of just taking a look at how it played. And uh, then we'll get into the red. We'll get back to the phone lines and don't jump into the red zone stuff. So give me about, 30 seconds. Where else do you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh my goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that trick. Was good to have my guy. Jesse Holly back uh, on the show on Sunday. Really, it was good to have him back. All right, let's jump into the lab a little bit here and just kind of take a look at the Cowboys' run game against the New York Giants. There, there were a few things that I was encouraged watching this game as it was unfolding, especially in the first half, and a lot of it was how we attacked the edges and how we got offensive linemen out wide pulling, right? Like, that's one thing that I felt like we stopped doing or, or weren't, weren't doing at a, a, a good rate with Connor McGovern. There was a whole lot of McGovern at fullback, too. Kellen Moore talked about that. Talked about having Connor McGovern at, at fullback in the work. Now here's a play right here where the pulling game worked exceptionally. Worked exceptionally. Let's take a look. Boom. You get a great seal by Terrence Steele, and you're going to get 
my guy, Connor Williams, working the second level and helping out here on Jeremy Sprinkle, who's kind of having a little bit of trouble blocking this year, which is strange. He's a blocking tight end. Uh, another outside pull. Watch Terrence Steele pretty much finishes. I think it's Dalton Schultz block for him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at this man. He got he got kids and he got a mama. But you know what? Let me clean that up for you there. I mean, so great pull. Uh, the play after that was a false start. But you, you see early and often in this game against the Giants, and if you look at the film from week five, attacking the edges was the best thing for the Dallas Cowboys against them, and they continued to do that. And then this was a just a great all-around. And we'll get, this play I'm going to bring back up in the red zone stuff, but just a great all-around block. If you take a look at Dalton Schultz, he got his block. You're going to get a scrape pull from Zach Martin, get a great block from Connor Williams, and they get on open field. Now, this is Tony Pollard being Tony Pollard. I, you know, God love me some TP. Again, Connor McGovern, that fullback. Gets the seal, sees the lane. Now, this is not an easy lane or easy alley to dictate as a running back. You got to get skinny. You got to get small. And then he shows his explosiveness out of that. I just think Tony Pollard, man, he he could easily be a 900-yard, rushing 900-yard receiving back if they allowed him to be. And this play, I just love this play right here. I just love this play. Let me run it back for you all for a quick second. Look at that. Look at that. First of all, the design of the play, this was a third and one situation. Take a look at Connor McGovern. Man. Look at his little hop jump. Like, yeah, I'm a tight end. A little hop jump motion. Real smooth. Like, you got you got CeeDee Lamb in the backfield. Up back is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And they're going to rush this thing for a first down on third or fourth and one. But check out Connor McGovern coming back. Dalton Schultz pushing. And just and then Ezekiel Elliott just continuing to churn his legs. And then you got Schultz. Get off me, son. Love that play. One of my favorite plays from that game. A more productive running game here. Ezekiel Elliott showing a little bit of cutback ability. Or Tony Pollard. See, look, I got them mixed up. Tony Pollard. This was an audible, I believe, by by uh, Dak, which is most of our game. Most of our game is a numbers game, and we'll get into it a little bit in the red zone stuff. Uh, just TP. Just great cutback. Rushes for a first down. I, I, I truly believe Tony Pollard could be that dude. And again, getting a pull to the outside, Tony Pollard explodes, first down. You're going to get Connor Williams on this pull here. Check him out. You're going to get Zach Martin on this pull here. I, more of this, please. More of this. And then, once again, Tony Pollard. I love this play, though. This play, y'all, is, I think I brought this up with Jesse Alley because he played with him. Y'all remember that draw play that, was it Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray used to run at nauseum in a good way? I think, I want to say my man had a 93-yard touchdown against the Rams with that play. But this draw play, I think, works excellently, especially with this offense, right? You know, it looks like you're going to throw it, get guys out in front, and Tony Pollard does the rest. So uh, that's the Cowboys running game from, well, some of the Cowboys running game from the Giants game. It was mostly in the set first half where they had their production uh, in the second half, I think New York adjusted to it a little bit. They tried to get some out, outside things going. It didn't work. Um, but for, for the most part, I thought this running game was very productive, and they showed some things that I like and hope to see moving forward. It said two improvements. This is the title of today's show, two improvement, uh, improvements offensively, and one of them was pulling 
these linemen. We need to see more of that. We did, and it was productive. So um, I, I am satisfied with the run game. I think you can build on that. I don't know if it was as simple as bringing in a Connor Williams at left guard. I do think having McGovern back at fullback, you could see he had some juice to him. So I, I do like that. Um, and hopefully next week we see a little bit more of it. They were productive against the Washington football people. Uh, just didn't get big explosive plays. All right, I said I will get back to the phone line. So I'm going to get B-Bird, get Los, and we'll see where we go from there. Uh, and we'll we'll get into some of the red zone stuff. What's up, OG? Hey, what's happening, Scott? You doing all right this morning, brother? I'm doing great, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. There was a couple of things on my mind. I, one thing I would say is, um, you know, we ran the ball better. But if I'm a defense coordinator, I'm still playing zone against us because sure. <clears throat> we we still wasn't smooth offensively. And I'd rather uh, what we continue with the zone and how it's been effective against our team versus uh, when teams are running a lot of man at the start of the year. So we're going to – you know, we can't just run the ball to our to where we say, yeah, we run it better, and now they're going to automatically switch on how they're playing us. That's that's not going to happen. So I would tell Cowboy Nation to be a little patient. Yes, I think a lot more Pollard uh, breaking it, maybe uh, getting ten yard carries because defense can live with Zeke getting three and four. Right. Um, you know, they they can. Live, that's not scaring anyone out of zone and bringing a man down. But I think if you really look at it on our roster right now, Pollard is the person that that really would scare people um, to, to get out of it with a successful, maybe dropping 130 or 140 on them. Um, you know, a pretty successful, pretty efficient run game. So, um, look, I, I'll let you comment on that uh, if you want later. But what I want to talk to you about is this, is from the quarterback position. I just want to ask your opinion because is this something that was on my mind. So when they were running uh, a lot of man earlier in the year, and this is not just for Dak, this is for any quarterback, I think your decision is made pre-snap, like where are you going to go. And that sure. makes it easier for the quarterback to know that, okay, they're, they're single high. I got this guy over here, this guy over here. I'm running – okay, so I already know where I'm going. The, the problem is, and I think it uh, even happened with Mahomes, is that the defense playing zone make you have to make the decision post-snap. Yep. And I think that's where that's – where it, it just – and this is not – I want to – reiterate this this is not a deck issue this is probably an issue with most young quarterbacks well it's a quarterback um, thing. It, it, it's a it's, it's a quarterback a, thing yeah absolutely right. you're forced to be patient you're forced to go through yeah. possibly three four reads depending on your 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 protection it's no matter who you are you know if you don't have a scheme that can beat some cover two stuffs can beat some zone stuff then you have to go boom 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 and sometimes it's quicker than you want depending on your 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 front so Teams are doing the right thing. They did the right thing against Brady. Not Brady. Did the right thing against uh, Patrick, and now they're doing this, this against Dak in this offense because it's it's an explosive offense. Whereas you really go look at Tom Brady running zone. He's like, thank you. I'm a dink and dunk down the field yeah. anyway. I'm not a That's deep ball right. guy. Yeah. So if someone says, well, yeah. Tom could do it. Well, Tom invites zone. Tom wants you to play zone because I'll just eat yeah. you up with Antonio Brown and Gronkowski underneath all game and live with it. But but anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you on that one. And so what what, what I was just saying on that is that I think, you know, you look at Dak's body language, I think sometimes he's confused uh, and his, he's lost a little bit of confidence and, and swagger that he had early in the year because he was really decisive about where he's going to go well because the defense 
dictated he'd be decisive because, hey, we're we're running the ball well. They have to bring a man down. So I know when they bring a man down, kill, 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 we've got to throw this ball, and I already know where I'm going pre-snap. And so he had a lot of confidence in him. But to me, it seemed like uh, this zone is kind of making him think twice, uh, maybe be a little gun-shy. And, you know, or it's, it's, seeing something and not throwing it to him uh, because you're not really sure about what you're seeing. It's supposed to make you gun shy, right? Like when you run a when you run a shell coverage, I'm licking my please throw deep, right? Like please throw it into three triple coverage. Please throw it with three guys 20 plus yards down the field, because if it's not on point and if you miss by two yards or a yard, that's an interception. So they're begging you to go deep. The thing is. It's a split-second thing because I've seen some of it on film. When they drop back, Zach, he's looking at his first read. His first read's not open immediately. Can you wait, right? Like, can you hold that and potentially miss your second or third read? So he's coming off to his second read. Second read might not be there, boom, gets to my third. Or my second read is there, boom, gets to my second read. The zone is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And let me reiterate here, he played well within it. The offense control passing game, he went 20 for 21 in the short passing game against the Giants. The problem wasn't the passing game against the zone on Sunday. It was red zone. And that's what we'll talk about in a minute here, B-Bird. If teams are going to play you this way, if you do what you did in between the 20s all game, you can live with it. You just got to cash in in the red zone. So, and and I was just looking at our team and I said, well, you know, where can we be better at? Uh, You know, I'm talking about talent-wise. I think, and I know this probably, you know, just getting into some off-season things. Two, two things I think that that combats that. You got to have somebody that 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 the defense fears their speed as wide receiver, and also a dynamic uh, tight end. I think those two things right there kind of combats a little bit of what they're doing uh, to attack the middle of the field, not just catch the ball, but some rack with a tight end, and just somebody with some speed on the outside. Uh, that that can make the safeties drop back a little bit farther, give you a little bit more room to work on the inside. But, I, hey, hey, Scott, hey, man, I just wanted to make that comment. Uh, I just wanted to get your uh, input on that, man, because it was kind of running across my mind, and I'm going to let you go and let somebody else get on, man. I'll be listening, brother. Thanks, brother. Great call. Hey, he's absolutely right, and I think we had this conversation in the offseason, and, and I've been saying this for years. I would love a just a pure speedster, even if he's your fourth receiver, right? a guy that when he's on that field, it just yo, just run, just run straight. Put pressure on that that safety. Allow that allow the defense to kind of shade towards you because of your your speed. And I think it will open things up underneath with more. Now you're still going to play the underneath game, but you'll maybe you maybe you'll get some more ten plus yarders, intermediate routes. Uh, it's something that teams have to play the Chiefs like that. They have to play them deep because of now everybody's not Tyree Kill, but you can get a speedster. That can affect that. Um, I've always loved the speedster, even if they're not your primary guy. I like a secondary role player type of speedster. And then obviously the tight end. Y'all know me. I love I love Blake Jarwin. My bad. I love Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin is your seam buster. Um, he's the guy that gets up the field. He's a guy that has that kind of sneaky speed at tight end. Uh, we're absolutely missing him in that department. Um, I think the 12 personnel package is not what it was because we don't have Blake Jarwin. I don't know if he's going to be back or not. Um, we're still trying to sift through that. But the middle of the field was it was attacked well enough between the 20s to get you down into the red zone. With Between the control passing game and the run game, 
I thought they moved the ball well in between the 20s. Uh, teams are going to have to see that and then adjust or probably just live with it like B. Bird said, like, all right, whatever. You know, we're not letting you beat us over the top. This is how we're going to continue to play you. And I think that's what's going to happen, to be honest with y'all. So I think it was D. Schiff who said uh, the offense is going to have to leave its ego in the locker room. The play that emphasizes that D. Schiff is Dak Prescott at the end of the game. He said, I got greedy. And I think it's more of a frustrate. I don't think Dak is flustered in a zone. I think the zone is doing what it's supposed to do to your quarterback, which means you're not going to get to your wide open first read or your one-on-one coverage. I'm going to make you work through it to find a guy to sit. By the way, not just your quarterback, your wide receivers, right? Your receivers have to see what kind of zone they're in, find the soft spot and sit down. So it makes the defense is making your receiver to quarterback uh, connection have to click constantly. And we've we've seen that if it doesn't, there could be some errant throws or miscommunications, things like that. And it makes your quarterback have to be precise all game without making a mistake or without getting greedy. Greedy. And we saw Dak do that. So defenses, I wouldn't change until the offensive line, I'm sorry, the offensive running game starts to get explosive again. All right, let me get T. I mean, let me get Los in here in the TP from NC. What's up, Los? Yo, what up, Sky? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, bro. Hey, man, I'm gonna win them Giants, man. That's why they were salty. That's why they wanted to fight. But you know what? They don't want no smoke. But anyways, <laughs> I just got two things to say. Just two, and that defense is still rolling and carrying this offense. Like they have been setting them up for great field position. And field position matters. If you can do that in the playoffs, you you are set up for greatness. I don't know. I don't care who you are. Sure. And you got the D law secondary crews all stepping up, and Carlos Watkins fill, filling in for Osa did a great job. Um, and then let me say this: this is my personal opinion, and Cowboy Nation, y'all can I, I want your opinion on this. But Dan Quinn is the second greatest offseason move that have put Cowboys in serious Super Bowl contention. Second? I would disagree with second. Who the first? Jimmy Johnson. Who? You can't argue with three Super Bowls. Oh, you're you're talking about of all time. Yeah, in the Jerry Jones era. Yes, in the Jerry Jones era. Can I ask you a question? How old are you? I am 24. Okay. I love yeah, Dan so Quinn, the, brother, but... but you heard of Charles Haley? Yeah. Are you talking about coaches or players? You heard Deion Sanders? Coaching, coaching. Mm, okay, coaching. Right. That, that's why I say that's why I say second because I can't argue with Jimmy Johnson let's, let's, for what. He's let's wait coaching. to the, let's but, wait to see what happens before we do that, brother. Because because if we don't win the Super Bowl, then Bill Par I would argue well, Bill Parcells is the second best. Coaching hire because Bill Parcells helped change the entire. Co- but I'm getting into history. I get what you're saying. Dan Quinn has been an unbelievable hire, and 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 he has. Let's see what happens at the end result. But Bill Parcells, what he did for the Dallas Cowboys after the Dave Campo era, was was exceptional. He had, he changed the, the the whole culture of the Dallas Cowboys for a decade. And yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to crown him yet, but I'm just saying to put serious contention for a Super Bowl. And the players he molded, the scheme he's established, and the players he's added, it all is key, you know. And I've never seen the defense like this. 
And my second thing, and I'll, and I'll keep it off with you, and play calling is still an issue, especially in the red zone. Offense needs to win by touchdowns, not field goals. And attack the zones. Um, from what I've seen, every time you attack the zone and you gash the middle, you're, you're getting big pops. So, you know, expect more Schultz, expect more them trying to – what's those routes where you're trying to get those drags where you had to buy a little bit more time, kind of like road routes? Rub routes is really not going to work in a zone. Uh, so if teams continue to play 90% of their snaps in zone, rub routes is not going to do anything. But down in the red zone, they can they can help you out. Yeah, yeah. So and that's in red zone. So, like, attack the zones, especially the soft shell zones, especially when you when it gets tight. You know, when it gets tight in there, you got to get your man open. So, you know, Play, don't play behind the sticks and stop with the damn screen. That's all I got to say. You got to go forward and attack the attack. I'm going to find this don't, screen stat for you guys. It is, it's eye-opening. Hold on. And don't let yourself get ambushed, man. Put The O-line communication and signing the gaps is key. So keep improving on the run and pass, and it can get better over time. And, you know, that can be the guy he can be. Just We just... I don't know what's happened, Sky, but, I mean, I know what's happening. I know defense are giving us more zones, but I know Dak can play like Tom Brady and hit these zones up just like Tom. So I just feel like – Well, it's, schem- it's schematic. To- Tom Brady has a scheme that will eat a zone up. We ain't got no zone-eating scheme. You know, it, it's – it's for, for real, for real, it's mostly going to be Dalton Schultz and whoever the hell they decide to put in the slot – to do some a bunch of button hooks. Go go watch the go watch the tape, bro. It was a ton of button hooks in this game and screens. Uh it, there really is not too much what's going to end up having to happen is Dak is going to have to make one somebody is going to have to win early at the line of scrimmage to gain his trust to throw into that window and not cover two. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. And then the run game is going to have to get better. Let me let me do something real quick. Hello? 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm there. I was just waiting. I was waiting for uh, But, like, let me finish with this guy, and then I'll let you to you. Uh, so, too, like, too many missed points and drives that are left nowhere. Like you said, seven. Uh, how many red zones? 11 out of three. So, that means we left 54 points on the board. That's a lot of points to leave on the board, you know, without going nowhere. And if we're going to be a great team that we need to be, we need to finish. Finish strong and finish that team and not just, oh, let's drive but not go nowhere. And what one last thing, Sky, let me just do this for you. Can I do one last thing for you? Sure. As a voiceover? All right. This is my first time. I, I'm <clears throat> Now introducing the voice of the morning of the YouTube Dallas Cowboy Nation, the Skywalker himself, the young film Jedi, A to Z Sports, Skywalker Nation. Peace, man. Whoa. Appreciate appreciate you, Los. Hey, are you sure you're not a, a professional voiceover dude? Nah. <laughs> I just do this for practice that time. Okay. That was that was impressive, man. Appreciate you, dog. Wow. Uh, that was some movie type type voiceover stuff. You know, sometimes you see a person and a voiceover person and they show you be like, damn, I didn't know you could sit, switch your voice up like that. That was impressive. You gotta give that to you, Los. I see, see, see. Old head got folk out here trying to trying to get their voice impersonations together. I need to know who the next. Uh, what's my man's name that does the voiceover, the voice impersonations? He does a John Madden, Frank Caliendo. Do we have a Frank 
Caliendo that watches this show. That dude funny. Um, let me pull up this, and I found it, Professor O, if you're still watching. Screens to the outside wide receivers do not work well. In the last five seasons, uh, 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20, on early downs, look at the outside wide receiver EPA per pass. It's last. It's below zero. Tight end screens work early. Running back screens slot a little better. But outside, it's last. And that's what Dallas has been doing a lot of, I think, to try to combat this zone. They're trying to combat this. I personally think it's kind of lazy. I mean, I'm no no offensive coordinator. I just stayed at a Holiday Inn. I'm not the I don't I'm not the smartest person in the room or anything like that. I'm just kind of just basically watching what the Cowboys do, and I see that outside screens are not working with the Dallas Cowboys. Not saying that in theory they can't work. It's just that it's not working. So why are we continuing to pound our heads on the table with it? The things that are working though is some of those tight end ones we saw with Jeremy Sprinkle. Some of the tight end screens that uh, who was it? Andy Reid runs with the Chiefs. I think those things work. And I think we should implement more of that as opposed to trying to get it all the way out wide to Amari Cooper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, just some adjustments. They're trying, I guess, to make adjustments to this thing. I, I think it's unsuccessful. Um, so I think you need to kind of scratch that off your playbook and try to find something different. Daniel says they work in college. You know why they work in college a little bit better? I think the rules are different where you can get offensive linemen downfield quicker. Uh, in the NFL, you can't get guys. You, you got to kind of hold it a little bit with the offensive linemen before they get downfield or it's a, what's it called, uh, illegal man downfield, things like that. And the, I think the hashes are a bit different. And it's the NFL. You know, that that it's the NFL. So I think we're talking about the NFL here. Iceberg Q, I don't know if Blake Jarwin is done for the season. Um, I I don't think it's – I don't think he'll be back anytime soon. We'll say that. All right, let me get to TP and then uh, – I see, matter of fact, TP, Marcus, and I'm going to jump back into the lab for y'all. And then I'll get back to the phone line, so hold tight, y'all. TP from NC, long time no speak, brother. How are you? Yeah, yeah what's going on, Sky? Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Hey, look here. I, I was listening to um, listening to Cowboy Nation, man. I only I have a few things to say. Um, um, the offense, I, I still think. I think Dak is not so much an injury, and then again, it could be a little calf soreness or something. But I really think it's the all the problems lie with the offensive line. If you're not getting no push. A real good push like they was doing in the first beginning of the season. I mean, they were smacking the defense in the mouth, sure. pushing them off the line. They got to do that. And I'm and Tyron, you know, I, I still think we are Super Bowl contenders, but we got to look for Tyron's replacement because availability, you know, being there is the best ability. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Just being there. To know, be, we, to, we be got to. to be fair. Tyron Smith got rolled up on, but but it always seems to be something, nonetheless. And you're right. His, you need to start looking for his replacement. I'm just, to be fair to Tyron, McGovern rolled up yeah. on him. It wasn't because he was just walking and, and, and said, right. ouch, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but but, it's been, but, it's been, but you know, when he first started, you know, which he's not as young as he used to be, sure. a little bit of little things like that, it really wouldn't even bug Tyron. But because he's getting older, 
You know what I'm saying? And I still think he's the best um, tackle out there when he's healthy. You know, we're going to have to deal with that in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. And I still think, yeah, we're going to have to deal with that. And um, and I think that's where the issues lie. Because Dak, is, he, in his mind, he's like, I want to trust these cats. But it ain't the same when you got you got that secure blanket on the left and you know nobody ain't going to come around that corner. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same. Right. And, and I think and I think, and I think, think that's the problem. And um, off, the offensive line has got to, got to get that push. I think, and, and, and for us, Kellen Moore, I think he's he's good, but Kellen Moore got to understand he needs to go back and watch that movie, um, Remember the Titans. You remember when the coach came up, when the assistant coach came up to to um, Denzel and said, look here, hey, coach, you got to give them something different. They, they, they own to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They own to you. You know, he, he's, got, he's got to do something different because the other teams are on to him. They're on to what he's doing. And, but I do still say, and I'm not going to hold you long, I still say all the problems linger on that offensive line. Dak is really not trusting. He's really not trusting that line. He don't want to say it. He can't say it. He's pumping them up, saying we're we, we getting better, we're getting better. And I'm going to tell you something else. C.D. Lamb got to he got to look in the mirror and say, "Hey, look, I, I got to catch these passes. Boy. I got to catch them. You know, yeah. I got to catch these passes. You know, so but I like Schultz and another one. I know you like Jarvis. I like Jarvis too. But he's always getting nicked. I don't know what it is with Jarvis, but he's always getting nicked. And Schultz, I, hey, he, 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 he's catching it. You know, he, he he's kind of like Jason Witten. He's right there. You know, what I'm saying like he's Jason nothing. Whitten. He's nothing special." He's nothing special, but he's catching those passes. Yes, he is. Eight you know for eight. Saying? Eight for eight on Sunday. It, and I think McCartney, McCartney, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to get it with Kellen. He's an offensive, he's supposed to be an offensive guru. He's he got to get with Kellen and make this thing work. We got to show these defenses something they ain't, they ain't seen before. We got to do it. And, and it just goes to show. I'm not gonna blame all of it on that because you look at look at Tom Brady. He smashed the dog on what your iPad because he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a team game, TP. Everybody has yeah. to be in sync with it. Um, it yeah, it just is what it is. But but see, they give us they give us crap when our players are hurt. Look at when Tom Brady players hurt. He got to have players around him too. But nobody said nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you know. Nobody self worried about. They got to get their clicks. You want your clicks. You want your ratings. You talk Dallas Cowboys, and you mostly talk negative exactly. Dallas Cowboys, and you mostly talk exactly. low-hanging fruit Dallas Cowboys. You're not going to talk about what really matters on those networks. Man, that's their that's their, exactly. their business exactly. method. That's why I can't stand listen. That's yeah, why I, don't I can't stand listen. Especially Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith can't stand them. Shannon Sharp knows he has Cowboys Nation in the palm of his hands, so he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but, but like I said, Scott, I think all the problems linger with the offensive line. If you tighten that offensive line up, they get pushed. They start smacking the defenses in the mouth. Zeke, Pollard started moving that ball. It's going to go bring sure. them safeties up. It's going to bring them up. You ain't got to worry about it. You get that dirt. You get them jokers. They got to start pushing. McCartney got to get in that locker room or get in that meeting and say, look, fellas, y'all got to get that push. If you don't get that push, we ain't going to make it. You ain't lying, TP. Hey, dog, I, I appreciate you calling in, TP. Right. It's good hearing from you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be, be strong, Steel. You too, brother. Yeah, you make a great point. You know, offensive line, at the end of the day, if you don't trust them, it could speed things up. If you don't get pushed, obviously, you know, the, offense, the run game can't get going. But I think you do see a little bit of that distrust. And I think I said this a few weeks ago. I think Dak just has to blindly 
be optimistic up front. Because there's sometimes where there's sometimes. Oh, let me. I'm, I'm sorry, TP. I'm responding to you off off the phone. There's sometimes where he can't step up, but it, it, maybe he got to fade a little bit more, maybe roll out. Or sometimes where he's rolling out and just like one, two, three. It ain't there. I got to go because I don't trust what's in front of me. Sometimes he may be feeling ghosts due to the way the offensive line has been the last six or seven weeks. Um, but that's easy for me to say. I'm not in that pocket. You know what I mean? I- I'm not sitting there with Leonard Williams barreling down on me or whomever it is barreling down on me. That's easy for me to be like, hey, Dak, just just sit there. You know, just trust your guys, even though it's been tied in the second, Terrence Steele, tied in the second, Terrence Steele, Tyron Smith. Leonard, uh, uh, Connor McGovern, Connor Williams, Connor McGovern, Connor Williams, Terrence Steele. You know what I'm saying? Right tackle. It's crazy up there. Easy for me to say. But maybe you just have to sometimes just say, screw it, y'all. I believe in y'all. Y'all going to hold it. And because with this zone stuff, if you're going to get guys developing downfield or pressing the, the, the safeties downfield to open even more things up underneath, or maybe get a jump bar or something like that, it, it's it's going to have to be with time in the pocket. If I can get five seconds to throw the ball, nobody can cover for five, six seconds. So, yeah. All right, here's what we'll do, man. I'm going to get Marcus, then we're going to jump into some of the red zone stuff. What's up, good brother, Marcus? Hey, what's going on, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Let me just I'm gonna say this, man. I think old head need to get his Aaron Rodgers doll. He need to get his Tom Brady doll. He need to get his Kyler Murray doll. Uh, he I'm might not, need to get his. Uh, I'm not Matthew saying Pepper nothing doll. about the dog. I got, I got, I got cussed out yesterday oh. about that doll yesterday, Marcus. Oh, he need to, he need to break out all those booty dolls, and he need to do whatever mojo he did that he did to our team. He need to do that to them because I look at it like this: the way everything is working out now, like. I prefer an efficient offense because, you know, you got these folks in in our tribe, man. They'd rather have a high-flying, high-scoring loss rather than an efficient win. It kind of feel and that way, don't it? It's really mind-boggling to me how they complain about a win. It feel I, that I don't way. understand it. But what I, I say that I say all those things about the voodoo dolls. I'm, you know, of course I'm being uh, facetious, but it's basically we need to get this number one seed because yeah. I don't know what's going on with Kellen Moore. Like he he turns into this play calling demon when we're at home. He's just doing all this innovative, crazy thing, all this motion, pre snap, uh, post snap. He's doing all this stuff going on. He's doing this. He basically it looks like he has a scheme when we're at home, but when we're on the road, we just have a like you said a collection of plays. So I look at it as we have to get this number one seed in order to to yeah. get this offense really, really, really moving. Because on the road, an efficient offense is not going to always guarantee you a win, even when you have a defense playing like how we're playing. So I just I say that to say um, we really have to work on. I don't know. I don't. I really don't understand like how we how we haven't worked on that still. But I also say you know when you're talking about you know the shell coverages, the zone coverages, things of that nature, right? The best way to beat it is to limit the amount of dropbacks that your quarterback has. So if he has a five, seven step drop, why don't you give him a three and then maybe at the max five step drop? Because that means even with the zone and you're giving a cushion, your players still have space to maneuver and they don't have to worry about basically fully running their route. 
that can then hit those guys in stride, and then that's when you have the yak. Hmm. So um, I, said, I think it depends on the, it depends on. It's tough to do a three step drop in a zone un, unless you know for sure linebacker is going to drop back into like a Tampa two and that middle is open type of thing. Uh, it all depends the type of coverage. I, I, I actually Marcus might. I might be down with the more five-step deeper drop because it gives more time for the route to develop. And if your protection is right, it gives more time for the receivers to find the soft spot in the zone. I think I just right. think right now the protection is is very iffy in Zach in Dak's mind, and you know he he does want to get the ball out a little bit quick. Uh, and then obviously teams are just saying, "Nope, you're not you're not going over top of us. It's not happening." So you're gonna because have to he, take underneath. Because if you remember when we went on that six and one run, Dak was like top three or top five in quickest releases. Because teams were playing man and blitzing. Okay. Yeah. That, that, okay. That makes sense. I appreciate that clarification. Mm-hmm. Also, say this: I'm not sure if anybody said it, but man, I was I was out exercising yesterday, and it hit me. I was like, I'm thinking about the Rams. I'm thinking about how they use Cooper Cup. I'm thinking about the Bills, how they use Stephon Diggs. They take their number one receiver and put him in the slot and let him just route guys loose because basically you got your number one receiver in the middle going up against probably the second or third best corner on that team. And then when they try to bracket coverage in the middle, it basically opens up everybody else. It opens up the tight ends. It opens up the other two receivers. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering, why won't they do that with Amari Cooper? Because it allows him to get involved early. And then with him getting involved early, he's taking coverage with him. And it basically opens up another whole part of the field that we haven't really been able to exploit. What do you think about that? B called in yesterday and brought that up. And I kind of was like, because we might have mentioned stuff like that last year, just kind of mentioning it, but we didn't talk about it this year because, you know, C.D. Lamb's eating, Mark Cooper's looking good, you got Gallup that came back, you got um, uh, Schultz who's playing well. But with teams now adjusting, I think putting Coop in the slot would be amazing. Like, like go watch Sean McVay. I, I freaking love his scheme. I know it's not convoluted or anything, but I just – I absolutely love his scheme. His scheme. He have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position or tight end. I mean, he, I mean, he has Higby, but he's hurt. And all he has really wide receiver-wise is um, I mean, he got what, Van, uh, Van Jefferson and Hold up. but mainly Cooper Cup. Because Cooper uh, Cup is eight Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah, Odell Beckham. And um, Robert Woods is a good wide receiver, too. But but this is more so about his scheme. I I feel like he schemes people open in certain, in certain aspects. And by putting Cooper yeah. Cup in tight and, – and, and here's the thing. Cooper Cup – and and Cooper, Mark Cooper, could be utilized in the same way. Mark Cooper is actually a really good blocking wide receiver, and they use Cooper Cup to do, some, so. to do some blocking things that opens up stuff out off the play action. That sh- that with Cooper Cup at the top of his route or as he's stemming, he can put pressure on your safety and your corner because you don't know which way he's going to yeah. route you up. Whereas, no offense exactly. to C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb is not really leaning on not you one way to go this way. Not he's not going to whip route you at not the top of it. He's not going to route you up. So, I would we love to see that, that adjustment. Yes. So, that's why I say, you know, when people were ready to crown, even when we were on that run, I was excited for Kellen, but I'm not ready to crown him because he still comes from that tree. 
and he still has a lot of things that he does where it's like we're just going to line these guys up. We've got these athletic guys. Can you stop them? Like he, I don't think I think he's relying too much on athleticism and talent, and not enough on scheme. And that takes time. And I, that's why I think um, McAdoo and McCarthy need to really get with him and really start helping develop a scheme. Because well, it's too late for that. Ball back, well, no, no, no. I'm not talking <laughs> about this year. I'm talking about like off season. You got to really build on a foundational scheme because you're not going to always have the athleticism and talent sure. at these playmaking positions. So when you're able to scheme people open, doesn't matter who you can, you can just plug them in and then they can do what they do. But I'm glad I got that insight from you, man. So I'm going to go ahead and drop my quote for you. Man, it says, start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. Mm. And suddenly you're doing the impossible. I'm going to give that energy right to you, man, because I remember, you know, a few years ago when you had like a couple thousand subs and you, you were know, here you were doing the late night and everything. And I look at you now, A, A to Z Sports, you're sitting there, you're doing your play-by-play. You do this every morning. You're consistent. You're working hard, man. You. You're doing your you're, you're doing your multiple shows every. You're doing you're basically working six seven days a week, man. Like seven days a week, man. Seven I, days I, a week. I just I, I just I continue to salute you, man. And, I, and again, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I know I'm kind of all over the place this morning. Um, I also want to let you know, man. You know, is your wife doing fine? Yeah, they're, they're looking rather rather well yesterday, man. That's we awesome. got some good news, man. I, I think that's why I'm all over the place, man, because we got that good news yesterday. That's but great, bro. I wanted to call y'all, man, Cowboy Nation, man. Y'all keep y'all head up. We're 10 and 4. We're getting better. And just look at it like this. Look at this equation. I'm giving you this last equation. I'm, I'm out of here. An efficient offense plus a swarming defense equals championship synergy. Mm. I agree. We can still make this run, Cowboy Nation. We can still make this run. We yes. still have time. Yes, you're right, bro. I appreciate you, Marcus. Salute, bro. Thank you, man. He right. And, and, and I think I think the thing we, we're struggling with with Cowboys Nation, I said this on the postgame show, we have been conditioned for the last decade to be an offensive-driven team and a team that really can't trust its defense. And I still think there may even still be some trust issues defensively for a lot of people to carry the team because they want to see it happen against some of these upper echelon offenses. But but I think if you hearken back to earlier in the season or even in this stretch, there we've seen them do things to Patrick Mahomes. We've seen them do things to uh, Mac Jones and Herbert, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's about wrapping our minds around that possibly just may be this may be a defensive team shifted into a defensive team moving forward into the postseason, and we just need the offense to be kind of manage the game, which technically is how Super Bowls can be won in the postseason. A lot of the times, that's how they are won. You don't normally see 40 points per game in the playoffs. You got your outliers. You got, you know, what was it? The uh, Eagles whooped on the, the – in 2017, the Eagles whooped on the, the Vikings and then went to the Super Bowl, and that was just a high-flying game. You don't normally see 40-something, 30-something in the Super Bowl. Look like at the Patriots' rings. Most of them are in the 20s. Or there was a Super Bowl where they won like 13-6 or something like that. And then, you know, there's those type of games happen. So if we can come to grips with maybe we just got to get back to controlling the rock, things like that, it's not what we wanted. It's not what we thought it'd be. But if it's a dub, who gives a damn at the end of the day? 
right? We're getting to that point where who gives a damn? Um, just take care of the rock, right? Control the time of possession, score in the red zone, and go get the six. So let's jump into some of the red zone stuff. Let me pull this up as we break this down on our after further review. Make sure I got this up for y'all right. All right, now this part of the show, we're going to basically just talk about the red zone. Earlier in the show, we took a look at uh, the run game. And this was the first red zone play Dallas had. And once again, y'all know me. I can't stand the Zeke out wide thing. But Zeke goes out wide, 87 misses the block, and we're going to get a failed screen. I, I just, you know. These things are not in the Dallas Cowboys repertoire. And if we're being honest, if this is what you're going to run with with Zeke, why not tighten this up a little bit? Why not tighten this up a little bit to get a shorter a shorter uh, pass to Zeke? But at the end of the day, I, I don't like it in general. Uh, but you get a missed block by, I think it's Jeremy Sprinkle, and this is kind of the reoccurring theme. This is the reoccurring theme here. Uh Dallas Cowboys can't seem to get their tight ends to be good out in space, and you're, you're getting resulting in negative plays or not positive ones. But instead of getting cute, the very next play, they did what? They used the, they used the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. They go 11 spread here, and this was the Zach scrape pull is what I call it because it wasn't your general, your, your general pull, um, and you'll get great blocking all around. Take a look at... My man up here at the top of the, the top of the screen, you got, boom, good block here. You're going to get Connor Williams, good block here, and you already had him knock his man out, uh, out the way, and that's I believe Terrence Steele, and you'll get an alley created, touchdown. I mean, just a great overall block. It kept it simple, you know. They kept it simple down there. Check, take a look at Zach Martin on this great pull, and take a look at Connor Williams. I mean, this is this is how you get it done. And this is against Leonard Williams here. So this is how you get it done down there, blocking-wise. And blocked up, kept it simple, boom, touchdown. All right, now this play. I believe this was the second possession down in the red zone. They went 12, and I have read option. The pull was there. This is what I mean by implementing more of, of Dak Prescott's legs in the red zone. You don't want to do it between the 20s. Completely understand. He's not Lamar Jackson. He ain't going to break away. But he can get you 10 to 15 yards down here. Take a look at the pull, guys. It's there. It's there. It's there. He's crashing. Because no one is respecting Dak's legs anymore. No one is respecting Dak's legs because he won't run it. I don't know if I think it's something to do upstairs, but he won't run it. So it's there. And he ends up making the tackle. We'll take a look at the end zone view and, and you'll see it be there. So, I, you know, I wish a little bit more of the red zone uh, read option would be there. I mean, this is this is going to get you at least 10 yards minimum. So I would like to see them implement that more and let Dak run. The, the problem is, I think we can all agree here. This is a call from upstairs. Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones came out after he ran that touchdown against the uh, the Falcons, and we haven't seen it since. I ask you, Stephen and Jerry, do you want to win or do you just want to look pretty? Because I think that is part of a winning formula is to get Dak using his legs more. 
All right, here we go. Another screen. Uh, failed lamb drop. And I have maybe a different release, and you'll see what I mean. Just, to, you know, another outside screen. You'll get CD lamb dropping the ball. I mean, we just can't seem to get this to work. And what I mean by um, maybe a different release, CD lamb is going to kind of release like this, where maybe if he releases like this, you'll get a, an easier catch. So, so take a look at CD Lamb's release here um, and then how we adjust to the ball. I don't know what he was doing here. I think this is a, this is a strange – This is you usually see this kind of release. You usually see this closer to the end zone on like a, a quick out to catch it and get up, touchdown. I, you know, he put it there. CD has to catch it. We're not good at these, ladies and gentlemen, but we continue to run them. Um, we get, we're going to have to figure out an alternative. We're, we're just going to have to. All right. And then this is the third and seven. I call it the numbers game and then the audible because a lot of people talked about this audible. So what I mean by the numbers game, let me pause it here. The play, when you when you go listen to the interview, they said, they talked about this play. They said, well, this play was called with fourth down in mind. So they came out and they said, if we get the numbers, we're going to run it, and then we're going to go for it on fourth down. Well, they got the numbers, right? You got, was it one, two, three, four, five, six. You got six in the box against one, two, three, four, five. And he is, is responsible for the sixth man. Uh, well, let's run it and see what happens. Doesn't work out. They get two yards on the play, and they don't elect to go for it. Again, my question is, if if on third and seven, you're already thinking fourth down territory, you get two yards on this play, why not go for it then? If you're going to renege on it, then just let Dak throw the rock. So, uh, you know, just some more questionable decisions down there in the red zone that you would like to see change. All right, here's another one. Uh, First and 10 failed screen. You got the single high look. Where did the slants go? Where did they go? Now, the play before this, Tony Pollard had an excellent run, and it was that run I told you that DeMarco Murray and Tony Tony Romo used to do a lot, which was that, that lead draw type of situation. So you got a big run off of TP, and this whole entire drive, he was killing you with big runs. First play down here in the red zone, we go screen. What happens? You get nothing. And the reason why I have you got the single high look, why not maybe look towards a slant? Where did our slants go? Where did our slants go? Yeah, I, you know, you got your single high look. Why not take advantage of that? This was obviously a a design screen and it didn't work. So, you know, we're getting down here and we're running a ton of screens and I I can't put my, I just can't wrap my mind around it. After a possession where you got down there via the run. Now here's 217 left in the second quarter. They go this weird speed snap count. Do you guys remember that series? The Cowboys ran back-to-back speed snaps that really did nothing for them. I I don't quite understand why they did that. Nonetheless, quick out, 
to 21. They go spread, and they just get it straight to 21. All right, boom, you get, what, four yards or what have you um, on this speed count. I'm like, all right, that's weird, but all right. But then you come right back to the speed count. I'm, I'm just quite not, I'm not understanding what we're doing here. I don't know if they're trying to get a two for one here. You got all three timeouts plus a two minute warning and you come up and you go quick speed count. Now this is where the, I believe it was the giants did a sugar bliss. They're going to the same situation we saw with the Washington, Washington. They're going to sugar him in the a gap and he's going to flare back. Uh, but watch 21 is the only one looking for the ball. So, obviously, you know, you get six rushing five. Somebody's missing. He's peeling back to take away the quick uh, read. The only person looking for the ball is Ezekiel Elliott. His head straight. He's looking here. He's looking here. They're trying to do a rub. No one is looking back at the quarterback. So, this is an easy sack. This is an easy sack here. I'm not. I just don't understand what we did in regards to this speed count back-to-back plays. It just seems very herky-jerky down there in the red zone. So you see him sugar, and he's going to drop back, and that's going to create crashing inside because that's the quickest way to the quarterback. And you're just going to get an easy sack here. Nothing really Dak Prescott can do um, for that. So if someone can explain to me what that back-to-back speed count snap stuff was and, and why they did it, I'd love to hear it because I don't, I didn't understand at that point. All right, so here's the two-minute offense. I wanted, I wanted to show y'all this play because, my goodness, Dalton Schultz is a grown-ass man. Here's Dalton Schultz. Just watch him just fight. <laughs> Get off. 24 having a rough go about it today. Yeah, boom. Yeah, a rough go about it. Get off me. Get out of bounds. So great play by Dalton Schultz. Heads up play to get out of bounds. All right, now we get back into the red zone. Dalton Schultz finds a soft spot. No tight end was called. We got three instead of six. Uh, here's Dalton Schultz right here. And a lot of people, this is where I guess some of the shows were coming at Mike McCarthy, right? I guess Mike McCarthy, they were saying he should have called timeout. And he should have. Like, there should have been a timeout at the 10-second mark. Get a, you know, maybe a, a an end zone throw to Michael Gallup. Um, instead, Cowboys got three here in the red zone. This really isn't anything you could do except for call a timeout right there. Ah, look what it is. Our good old Ezekiel Elliott out wide. (laughs) Nonetheless, though, they actually get something out of this play with Ezekiel Elliott out wide. You're going to get Jeremy Sprinkle in the flat. Dak goes through his reads. Sprinkle gets a first down in the red zone. So I usually get on him about putting Zeke out there. Didn't go to Zeke. Dak went through his read and got back to Sprinkle. And you get a first and goal, goal to goal situation. Dallas is like night and day in the red zone when it comes from goal to goal. For those who don't know what goal to goal is, that means first and goal from the 10 or in. They're a much better team than they are in the red zone at the 20 and in. Much better. Here you're going to get unbalanced 12, power football. Look at the pull by 52. Get you three tough yards. This is fine. Your first and goal, this is what you want. Keep it simple, stupid, right? This is what you want. You get you two, three yards, continue to get closer to that end zone. I'll take it. I'll take it down here. You like to see this. Nothing cute. Just get the ball down there. Next play, when you get two, three yards like that and you come out here in this 13 personnel set, your play action is there. Now watch my man though. I want y'all to keep an eye 
eye on our guy. McGovern, he was, you just know big boy. Anybody that's a big boy out there that played offensive lineman in this situation, you, your heart's probably pounding. You're going to get the play action, and Dak's going to stay patient because McGovern didn't get open. He wanted that Mick Tutty, but he didn't get the Mick Tutty, and we waited for Dalton Schultz, and then Dak just fires a bullet to the back of the end zone. He really wanted the Mick Tutty. He really wanted McGovern across that middle. Watch McGovern. Whoop. Yo, throw me the rock. Throw me the rock. Nah, buddy, can't throw you the rock. He's going to take your head off right there. You ain't no wide receiver. <laughs> so we held on to it. And you got Dalton Schultz in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. So I like that down there where you utilize the play action from under center, goal-to-goal situation, or even when it's not the goal-to-goal situation, I think you can utilize the play action more. We saw a touchdown come out of it against the – the Raiders with Sean McEwen, and that wasn't at the one or two or three yard line. I think they were closer to the 10 or so. So more play action underneath the center with rollouts um, and guys kind of hitting the back of the end zone. So there were some positives with that red zone offense, and then there were some negatives that we've seen. I would love to see them do more of what we saw work and less of what we know does not work down there. And this is an honest question, because, and it's not me coming at Kellen or anything like that. Can we all agree here, yes or no, that these screens in the red zone don't work. I think that's pretty obvious, y'all. But I feel like I need to ask this question, you know, just to make sure we're all on the same page here with regards to the screens. So there you go, man. I hope you guys enjoyed jumping into the lab today. We actually jumped into the lab twice, so that was something different. Um, I love kind of, like I said, showing you guys some of what I've seen, and then I put some notes there so you guys can follow along. Um it helps illustrate a little bit more of the positives and the negatives of what the Dallas Cowboys offense is doing out there. Uh, and today it was about the red zone. I thought there were some things you can build on down there and some things you can just take out that playbook. All right, man, we're going to hop back into the phone lines, but let me get back into the chat. I don't really look into the chat when I'm doing them. So Adam said they've worked before, but not lately. They have not been working lately. They have not been working lately. Steve said these, these are scheme issues. The OC is still growing into that role. That's going to be problematic down the stretch. That's how I feel, too. I think red zone is more schematic than it is personnel because you got the personnel. Um, the, the field shrinks, so now it's going to be you got to be a little bit more clever or just keep it simple. And when I say clever, clever isn't cute. There's a difference. Clever is play action, right? Clever is a rub route. Clever is putting 19 in the slot, one-on-one singled up to route you up with a two-way go. Cute is a double reverse Philly special uh, screen to you. That's cute stuff. Let me see here. Tom Downey Burner Count says, still think Jerry has Jason somewhere on this team. <laughs> uh, Dak should stay the same with running until the playoffs. They need, uh, then he needs to go all Michael Vick on the asses. Hey, Sean. Or AKA Shavance. If if that maybe maybe they're doing that, right? Maybe we'll get to the playoffs and Dak Prescott will all of a sudden just turn into Dak Prescott at MSU, Mississippi State. Maybe. Um I would love for them though to put that on film so so teams can honor it. I don't necessarily think teams are. If I wouldn't, if I was a defensive end crashing, why would I honor Dak Prescott running? He's not gonna do it. Uh, Tavis says wide receivers can't block. I disagree. I, I think I think our wide receivers can block. Unless you're talking about those screens. Those screens, that's a little bit different. I think coming down, crashing with an outside run 
or on a, uh, what do you call them, jet sweep, things like that. I think they can block pretty well. I just don't think on those screens they're all that great at doing it. All right, let's get into the phone lines. Uh, let me get Chase. Appreciate you for holding in, Reek. What's up, Chase? Hey, Scott. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Chase. How are you? I'm alive and kicking. Sorry, it's been a while. Been ah, working good, nights. You're good. Thing. But, hell, man, there's something. I'm sorry. Earlier podcast you've had, people have already been bitching about this. Sorry for swearing, but I don't know what it's allowed on your channel. So You're good. Um, as as far as this last game, I listen to your show every morning after I get off work, and I deal with enough drama and crap in my workplace at night. I am an optimist. Sure. Okay, so your, I mean, your username is Skywalker, which I assume means you're a Star Wars fan, right? Old old Star Wars, not necessarily the new stuff. I like the old Star Wars, but that's okay, not okay. That's okay. not where the name came from. But nonetheless, I do like the old school Star Wars. Well, that's a I, I, that's a badass first. I mean, nickname you have, man. Thank so, you. I grew up being a huge Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I know I don't. Uh, I sound uh, sounds like a young cat, but I grew up in the 90s whenever the Cowboys were great, man. Watching my dad jump up and down in our old apartment whenever Emmett was run after run after run on the Giants game where he ends up separating his shoulder and still carries the team, right? So I remember that stuff. So I'm an optimist. Going back to the Star Wars thing. Every single time I get a new piece of Star Wars production that they're coming out with, I go into it with a very optimistic point of view because it's Star Wars. It's my thing, okay? Something I love. I I learn. I've learned way too much about Star Wars. My wife would tell you that. But at the end of the day, it's something I really enjoy. Another thing I really enjoy are the Dallas Cowboys. Grown up, born in Plano, now live in Arkansas, police officer now, I have a lot of time at night to think about everything that happens after a game, listen to every post-game show. You and Jesse are always first on my list. So what I wanted to kind of correlate the two. So even if something crappy comes out, like say The Last Jedi, I was totally optimistic going into it, even after hearing people saying, it's the worst thing that they've ever seen. They wish it never would have made it a screen. I went into it with an optimistic attitude. And to this day, it's really hard for me to say that was a shitty movie. Okay? But I finally got around to the fact that, yeah, it's not, it's not the best. Okay? When it comes to these Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. I have lived in the Dan Campo era, the Bill Parcells era, Heck, the, I was at the end of Jimmy Johnson, Barry Schwitzer, Chan Gailey, all those guys, right? And I've seen a lot of things. And I always go into this. My dad tells me that I'm a masochist in the, in the fact that I, I, I follow this team from day one in training camp all the way through. And the things that this fan base is bitching about is driving me up the wall. We are getting wins in December. Three wins oh, on the road in December. Okay. I wasn't sure where we were going. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for dragging us along a tangent that was unnecessary. But, so, 
I'm always op- optimistic. I want to look for the good in things, especially in the world where I live and where I'm working in law enforcement and see so much crappy stuff happen every single night. That's why I reach out. Dallas Cowboys is an escape. It's a way for me to escape from all the crappy stuff I have to deal with. And I want the very best things to happen. I want the very – hell, I'd love it if our offense was running on all cylinders. I love the fact that our defense is balling out Mm -hmm. and getting four takeaways a game for the past three games. I love that, and it makes me happy. It makes me happy to watch the games with my kids and not be screaming at the TV because something bad is happening. And We've Chloe, had three games in a row where, right. where we have won, and I want to keep that going. Do I acknowledge that there are things that are happening on the off- offensive side of the ball that earlier in the year wouldn't have happened? We were balling out. Um, yes, I acknowledge those things. I acknowledge that sure. there's a there's that little fine tuning with yeah, we, Jack and the receivers. That, yeah, Chase, go we ahead. got some things to clean up, and and and, we'll, and 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 hopefully we got three games to to get that together. And you're right. And one of the things I try to do in post game shows, and even even in re- these reviews, is to reiterate that yes, we were three and zero on the road. Stack these wins, like I said yesterday, I think it was. Stack these wins on top of each other because look what happened. If you continue to stack the dubs, you got a chance to get the number two or number one seed. At the end of the day, maybe we have to shift our mindsets on how the Cowboys will win. But at, all that matters is winning. Um, so yeah, people complaining about winning is silly. Uh, but I don't. I'm not upset at people that want to talk through some of the things that the Cowboys can get better at, and that's what I try to do. Is I'm hype as hell. We're winning. Excited, y'all! Should, if y'all should see me during the games, but I do a show five days a week. We're going to talk about where we can get better at and the things we are good at, and you know, like I said, and bring my guys on it and break down the X's and O's. But um, yeah, Chase, appreciate you calling in, brother, and uh, shout out to your Star Wars fandom, man. Thanks, man, and God bless you, Sky, man. God bless you through this uh, Christmas season. Remember the reason for the season. Mm. Let's go out and help everybody that we can come in contact with and Indeed. and be a light for everybody out there, man. And Indeed. God bless you, man. Thank you, brother. You as well, brother. Yeah, I, I say this. One thing I'm learning to do when it comes to certain fan, fans, especially on Twitter, um, is – there is, there is, it's okay, you want to criticize, it's okay, you want to talk about some of the things you need to work on, sure. But there's some people that go way left, way left, and I just, mute, I'm just going to mute you. Uh, there, there's people that, that are just miserable fans of football. Miserable. And that's annoying. And misery loves company. And for your mental health sake, I, I advise you to just block them or mute them, ignore them, whatever. People want to have legitimate conversations, that's cool. People who want to bitch and moan and complain and cry because they're not winning a certain way or because they're not doing something that they wanted them to do and it's getting a bit too far left, sometimes personal or things like that, dog, just ignore them, yo. Ignore them. Report here. Report to Vach. Report to Foots. Report to Law. Big Game. Boss. All the folks that, you know, and I'm missing a lot. Joe, all these people who dive in to the Dallas Cowboys detail-wise both positive and the, and, the, and the negatives to try to get better at because I think your, your saneness will come back and you'll feel better. Don't report to Shannon Sharp. Don't report to the other FS1 network and the, and the other ESPN. Don't report there or you're going to get pissed off. Did I handle that all right, y'all? <laughs> I hope I handled that okay. 
because I wasn't sure where it was going. But then Chase got to it. I'm like, all right, I feel you, bro. People is pissy. Uh, Rick, Rick. What's up, bro? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Sky, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling, man. Cowboy Nation, man, stand up. Sky, Skywalker still is bringing the heat. Uh, I'm going to tell you I like this, man. Uh, I just, we, we started something pretty good. I like the fact that they trying new things as far as running the ball on the outside, pulling, uh, doing certain different things on offense. My whole thing is like this, man. We got we to gotta get into a... Uh, uh, more of a tougher physical state of mind going into the playoffs, like the, like the defense. You know what I mean? I like uh, that. I like the offense got to get more tougher with it. Gosh, I snap like Michael Irvin. Like Michael Irvin said, uh, when they throw, when he Troy threw that ball up, that was his ball. When nobody go get it, but him. And that's that, that's an uh, attitude. CD Lamb, uh, Coop, and uh, and uh, what, what's my man? Uh, number thirty-two. He got to have that too. Everybody got to have that that tough state of mind, man. Because these teams is about to be they physical. Everybody, this is the time of the year. Everybody physical. There's a little bit more crunching going on. Everybody hitting. They ain't trying. They ain't trying to give nothing up. So we we gotta we can't we can't go in there on that that soft state of mind. We gotta go in here physical. Let's go get it. You know what I mean? And I and I like the I love the toughness of Ezekiel Elliott holding it down. Like I'm gonna work through this, man. I ain't gonna yeah. sit out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna go get this. You know, we probably a lot of us thinking it because of the contract situation. It has a little bit to do with it, but I think it's got to do more with heart. He's showing the physicalness, and Dak so and Dak too. Dak shows a physicalness about himself, a toughness that rubs off on the rest of the team. I love that. You know dude. what I mean? So, I, let me touch on so that. I, you know what I mean, so that's why. Okay, go ahead. Let me touch on that because you're right here. I, I have written down match the defense's physicality. You make a great point, and this is going back to kind of what I was saying earlier. Maybe as a nation, and myself included, I need to start transforming the way we look at this team. And maybe, as D. Schiff said, the Cowboys brass needs to leave their ego in the locker room and come out here and maybe shift the the, the, the offense philosophy to now complement the defense. Because I think earlier the defense was complimenting the offense in the sense of, hey, listen, man, we know we're going to give up big plays. We know it's going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be pretty the whole time, but we're going to get you the ball back. And we're going, and then the Cowboys were ultra aggressive in scoring to help the defense. Now the defense yeah. is helping the offense. So maybe we need to play complimentary, complimentary football the other way around. So if that involves being more physical with Dak running and trucking people, being more physical with getting to the edges like we did last week, or when you get down to the red zone, not getting cute, um, keeping it simple, stupid, you know, things like that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, because me personally, man, just like we came out with this game, and nobody, nobody expected us to, to battle with it out like that with Tampa Bay like that, like we did. You know what I mean? Because they, they brought a physicalness in that first game, even though we knew we couldn't run against them like that. We still bring it to them. And, and that's the thing I really believe. I'm hoping that half transitioning that's going into this playoff run. Like, we're going to bring a physicalness. Like, they're going to think, I don't want these teams to think that we're going to be soft when it's time to be, when it's time to play. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, you know, I respect that why. I respect that wide receiver group, but yo, I'm tired of these dudes cheesing and laughing, coming on Fox, uh, coming on Fox uh, on Sunday, talking about they, the, they, they think they're the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. But I'm seeing all these drops. 
I'm seeing all these drops. And, uh, I, I'm at, uh, not doing the scramble drills. You going in and you know out? What I mean? You going in and out, Rick. right? Yeah. I gotta let you go, bro. But we got the gist of what you yeah. were saying, man. All right, I get what you got. Appreciate you, Rick. Yeah, Reek was going in and out. I, I I had to keep it moving, but but yeah, I, I love what he's saying about that. And then holding the wide receivers accountable as well. I think we're, I think I, I hope we're all holding most of the offense accountable. I still believe in this offense. I still believe um, from a talent standpoint they, that the Cowboys have enough to get into the playoffs and strike the fear of God in some of these defenses if they can get it clicking. Um, if not. If the fireworks aren't there, all right, cool. Now we just got to be a little bit more managey with it. Um, one thing I would like to see more of, uh, I have to go back and look a little bit, but it seems like, and I could be wrong, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing Michael Gallup on those screens. I'm, I'm sorry, screens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to say screens. Michael Gallup on the slants. I brought that up in the film review. Uh, he used to kill those slants in his career. We're not really seeing too many of those slants. And I think with some of the slants, if you get maybe mirroring slants or or just at least one, if they can, you can either have the slant in that first window or the second one where he clears the linebacker if they're dropping back in zone. But it gives you a quick option or it gives you an option to come back to. Um, the middle of the field is the way to attack this zone, right? We attack this. When we see teams drop back in zone 146 times, it's going to be the middle of the field. Um, and you know, Michael Gallup has been, he used to eat that up. He used to eat that up. So if we're not going to run the slants to MG13, then how about get 19 involved in there and do some some different things? My man set it off, Chris. What's, What's up, bro? What's going on, Scott? How you doing? Hey, man, how you feeling, brother? I'm good, bro. How are you? Man, listen, I may go in and out because I'm deep, deep out in the woods out here in uh, in VA. Gotcha. But I, I wanted to be real quick and real brief, man. Great point yesterday, man, because I listen to the show every day, especially on the running back. And uh, it's heavy, heavy, you know, heavy, heavy Christmas season. We out here balling. But um, I love the fact we were talking about putting uh, Cooper in the slot. But I also think an intricate piece that we're missing where you can go with 10 personnel or even 11, where you can go with um, – Cedric Wilson and Cooper in the slot and then get physical and yakky on the outside with CD and Michael Gallup. I think that's another phase that we're kind of missing. And so I think right now in this phase where the offense is kind of glitchy, I think we kind of working on some different things to see, hey, can this work? Can this not work? I really believe and hold dear to your heart about getting rid of screens or getting kind of cutesy in the red zone and be more physicality. But, man, at the end of the day, I mean, we're moving in the right direction. Yes. We, I mean, for the past five years, past ten, on the defensive side of football, we tried to take baloney and talk about it was state. We tried to take <laughs> jackasses to the Kentucky Derby and talk about we're going to win a marathon. We got legitimate horses on that side. I, I think that yeah, I think the, the shuffling of the line will will settle out with uh, Big Connor playing, playing again, Tyree getting back. You know, I'm kind of up in the air. Do I want to see him against Arizona, or do I not want to see him until the playoffs? Same. You know, I'm 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 out on that. I'm Terrence is, hey man, cousin Steele is still our first cousin, but I need him on limited reps. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. As, as, as you know, we, as all of us know, we love 
just he's the goat. I know uh, Brandon from uh, football, my ho- my my buddy. He hates what I call just he's the goat, but just he was the goat on twenty five snaps. Ah, he yes. on twenty five snaps. Yeah, just he was the goat for twenty five snaps. If he go to twenty five snaps, he was terrible. But th- that's that's where I'm going. But I'm, I'm gonna get out of here and I'm gonna ask this question. Okay, now you said Skywalker did not come from the love of Star Wars, so yeah. there's only one other reason you could be Skywalker, right? So my question, my dude, um, how, how that hoop game, man? How that hoop? <laughs> oh, so you think I got it from Skywalker for the NBA? No, my, listen, I'm yeah. a baller. I am, I am a baller. Well, I'm a football player first, and then basketball came along that. So, and I played basketball in high school, but that's not where it came from either, though. So, yeah. oh, okay, okay, man. Well, hey, man, well, hit me, hit me on the back end. You know how we, how we communicate on Twitter, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, kind of give me the insight on that story, man. As always, man, you're killing the game. Love your show, man. Definitely looking for me and Brandon to get with you and do some more work or do some work, man. Hey. And uh, we'll talk soon, bro. Real quick, tell Brandon I'm coming for him, too, in fantasy because he is talking a lot of trash. And now your boy got the Yo, number man. two. I got the number two seed <laughs> in Vach's league. And we might see each other if we get to the – so I'm coming for him. He's talking a lot of trash. Now we got the same hey, record. Hey, man. Brandon goes hard with this fantasy thing, man. He loves his gist with battles. He loves this thing, man, so he's coming for me. And, man, right. I, I, I can't choose between the two. Y'all my dudes. I just want to see be a good good matchup, man. Yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Happy Appreciate holidays you. to you, brother. Love you, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. Happy holidays to you and the fam, too. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it did not come from hoops. It did not come from a love of, of, of uh, Star Wars. He said, how to hoop game. Let me tell you something right now, bro. I'm at the point in my hoop game. I'm a cherry-picking my sucker. I'm... Yo, I'm at the three-point line now. I am. There was. Let me tell you that if I can, if you want to bear with me for a little bit here, you know, after after high school, after college, during definitely during high school and college, man, intramural leagues and things like that, I could run 15 games in a day, no problem, none, not one iota. Boy, he's running all day. I was everywhere. I was acting like that thing was the league. Um, and then I don't know, man. It was a couple years ago. I went to LA Fitness in PA, and I don't know what's in the water with these new young boys, but y'all ain't the same. Y'all are different. Something wrong with y'all. And we in there, I think it was me and my buddy from um, from work. We just hooping, we shooting around. They was like, yo, you want to run? I'm like, cool, I'll run. Mistake number one, getting a little bit older. I didn't stretch. Okay? That's mistake number one. Mistake number two. I look over at these dudes, six-something, 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 and I'm like, how old are y'all? You know, what, what college do you guys go to? You know, oh, I'm a freshman. Oh, okay, at what school? At Lower Dolphin. High school? You a freshman in high school. Man, I'm not. You know what? All right, let's play. Let's go ahead and play. I got two games, and I was done. I, I can't run no more. I should have stretched, and my hamstrings got tight. My feet was hurting. They talking about, yo, you trying to run again? I'm like, nah, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back. If y'all see me in here shooting around, it's just because I want to make sure I still got the form and I like to see the ball go in. But running hoops anymore, I'm done with that. I'm done. Okay? So I'm just going to leave that to the young boys and y'all, y'all out there that's hoopers. I am not a hooper anymore. So I'm just going to leave that there. But the way <laughs> – hey, CJ, I'm telling you, fam – 
I, I might be, I'm not going to tell you my age, but my body might be a little bit older. Might be a little bit older. I, I don't know personally, man. I went through two knee surgeries, man. I, I fractured. I done fractured my knee and tore my meniscus a couple times, fam. I, I, I'm not. The knees ain't what they is. I might look young, but they're a little older than what you think. You know, so I'm just saying, I'm not what y'all think out here in this hoop game. Don't get it twisted. I'll give you a good solid 30 minutes. Then after that, I'm just, yo, I'm at the three-point line. Ah, why'd you pass me the ball? That's me. That's my hoop game. I'm just keeping it me. Y'all love me because I keep it real. So I'm keeping it real. That's all. I'm just keeping it real. Anyway, the name came from my boy, Big Game James. I used to be in all the, the, the Facebook groups, and I had a podcast. I was writing, and he liked how I sounded. He started calling me the young Jedi Skywalker, and he just kept saying it, young Skywalker, young Skywalker. And I was like, yo, I'm going to run with that Skywalker still, and boom. It just, that's where we at now. appreciate y'all for sticking around with my old story. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Two knee surgeries, a torn meniscus. Yeah, that's not fun. It's not fun to be running around on with these young boys. These young boys different. Y'all know I ain't lying. They different. Anyway, D Shift. What's up, D Shift? Ray, what's up, Scott? What's going yeah, on with man, you, bro? Kind of nah, I just wanted to expound on my ego comment. I love that um, comment, by the way. Man, just kind of walking back, man, to if you can kind of remember our, the Hot Boys era and, you know, guys playing with an ego to try to hype himself up like the talent was going to follow. Um, and, you know, I, I think Parsons just kind of came in with kind of like just this, this blind, I'm young, see ball hit, you know, see ball get ball kind of thing. And um, the the kind of the D-laws kind of had to, you know, get put on notice and kind of get back to playing ball versus, you know, kind of all the talk. And, you know, if you remember kind of Parsons when – his confidence was kind of being confused with the vets as like just this naive, you know, blind to what the NFL was going to be. And uh, he just comes out and starts playing and you youth, kind of start seeing the respect. The youthful ignorance. Uh, yeah, just the way Van Der Esch, you know, comes at him now. You know, Van Der Esch is kind of, I don't want to say a fanboy, but, you know, I just think, off, you know, off top he was kind of like threatened for his job and, look at this youngster to the point where it's like, you know, I got to be a part of the hype too, you know, or else it's going to look like Hayden, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And and so I I just think with just with that mentality, man, moving forward, like, you know, this has always been kind of a more of a white collar team, kind of looks like a white collar fan base. But look at Hollywood. It's, it's a big blue collar part to this, to this fan base who, you know, will come out, you know, once the team gives us something to win for, you know what I mean? You know, we're not we're not the blue collar people ain't gonna come out and spend money for eight and eight. You know, I'll, I'll cheer at home. I'll you know we'll throw barbecues. Or I'll continue to you know get a jersey here and there, but we're not coming out for that. And so now you know when we win and give us something to cheer for, that blue collar will kind of come and just with that defense and just you know with Kelly Moore trying to get a head coaching job, I'm sure that kind of goes into his play calling and you know kind of wanting to get those stats up versus just doing the smart thing. Uh, Dak, you know, he was in, in contention for MVP. Um, you can't really go, you know, kind of have a successful MVP run with just kind of look like uh, looking like a game manager. But hey. now that all that's kind of out the way, 
hey, man, look, sometimes the managing the game is going to win. And I hate to use that like it's a negative thing, right? Like, like Tom Brady exactly. is literally the greatest game manager exactly. of all time. What well, is such uh, a stigma. There's a stigma yeah, on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And, and, and so let's just play to the stigma, man. If that's what they're going to call you that, play to the stigma. Get you that, get you that Super Bowl, so you can uh, join the table. Because it, it, all those stats ain't gonna matter unless you get that Super Bowl deck, unfortunately. And he has to get it, so let's get it deck. Yeah, earlier in the year, um, the the, all, the defenses allowed your offense to not have to manage the game. They gave you tons of opportunities to be explosive firework offense. Defense are now adjusting now, and they're making you have to manage the game. So go out there and manage it at a high level. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You go out there and you manage the game at a high level and you get a dub and it's only 225 passing yards, two touchdowns. You run for a buck, 25, buck, 30. Your defense only give up 14, 17, you know, 10 or whatever. You well, take that W I mean, and you go home with that in your pocket and you love it. And then Dak has as many 300-yard games as Aaron Rodgers does this year. Mm. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers has dropped 400. And Dak's done, I think, twice. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of rounding up that, that, that Falcons game. I'm rounding up that Falcons game because he threw for 296. But, mm. you know, uh, that – I mean, come on, man. It's, it's not the stats that are a problem. It's just kind of get away from, you know, fantasy football and all that and kind of, you know, watch yeah. real football. Yeah. All hey, right, Chef, Appreciate the call, brother. Yeah, you got to manage it to win. I, I'm telling y'all, we if we get this thing, if we get this six at the end of the, at the, end of the day – and it looks kind of similar to what's happening now in regards to, all right, we're managing it. We got a bing, 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 getting the red zone, convert. Defense is playing excellent. Not a near one of y'all, except the absolute haters, will complain about it. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be that weird sector that somehow complains about winning a Super Bowl or getting to one or whatever. I don't care. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to lose friends because I'm going to be unbearable. I had to go through the Philadelphia stuff, and I was ready to, as much as they was talking. So I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to be obnoxious. So I don't care how it happens. And for those who want to chirp, chirp, chirp on what he didn't do, I don't give a damn. We won six. Who cares? You know, that's silly. Um, All right, man, Mr. Moore. And then we got... Gregory at 706, and then we done. What's up, Mr. Moore? Young Jedi, Sky, my guy, what's good? What's good, brother? How are you? Everything, you know, everything, everything. Christmas season, you know, first and foremost, you know, you are doing a stupendous, wonderful job, man. And I, I even feel remiss when I miss my notification where you're on and I chime in late, but you know, it's cool, it's cool. none of them. There's always, always to go to rewind, go back to playback, and everything. So I don't miss you, <laughs> my man. But, um, running back nation. Listen, listen, listen. Um, one thing is in, in terms of Cowboy Nation, uh, you know, the fair weather friends, fans, and everything. You know, it, it, it's so interesting. We're getting wins, mm-hmm. and by us getting wins, we the, the record is going up. We got ten wins right now. And, you know, if you look back years ago where our offense carried our defense, sure. where they were so, so, so electric, where the defense, they had to just be average. Now, we have our defenses carrying our offense right now, and, and there's, there's some nooks and crannies that need to be worked out, ironed out. And, of course, 
I think even in terms of being reserved with the playbook, where you don't want to expose your hand because going into the playoffs, there's the, the luxury of having tape. And, we, and you can always go back and look. And I'm, I'm sure that what Kellen Moore is doing, and maybe a little, it's a tidbit of that not really being 100% confident after those injuries. So, I, I, and, and also, uh, receivers dropping balls, so that doesn't help anything either. And sure. also, uh, uh, unhealthy Zeke, even though he, he, him and Pilot were doing their thing this past uh, Sunday, um, I think in terms of if, if he would have rested, we wouldn't have that problem. And, and also, Dak and Zeke are feeding off each other. When Dak wasn't in there, Zeke felt, uh, struggled. When Zeke wasn't in there, Dak struggled. So, therefore, the whole thing is we need to get healthy, of course, and then, of course, looking at it, just let the defense do their thing. If the defense is, if this defense is carrying our offense, don't worry so about it. We winning. So be it. Right. We winning. Right, brother. You know. So basically, that you know, young Jedi, you know, and also you was talking about how you know you try to get out there, you know, with those you know young whippersnappers. Do your thing, man. Don't 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 don't. don't Get out there, boy. If it's for 30 minutes, make it your best 30 minutes. Hey, that's, that's all they're going to get from me. That's all they're going to get, bro. Uh, real hard 30 minutes. You want to run that thing back? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be super cherry picking. So, hey. Yep, Jada, I right, appreciate man. you, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm going to stay tuned and look forward to more content from you and everything. All right? Thanks, bro. Happy Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, man. Brother. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, there's all there's, there's like three types of ballers in those LA fitness gyms. You got the young bulls, right? Who ball. You got that college dude, about in the middle. And you got the old head. Boy, them dudes get on my nerves. The old heads take it serious. But see, the old heads be the ones that be stopping the fights too. So I salute to y'all, to the old heads that be playing out there because, you know, it get real chippy for whatever reason. I'm done with the chippiness too, by the way, at the LA Fitness. I am out for, for what? For who? For what? Uh, but there's people that get real crazy and the old heads just want ball. You know, the ones that come in with the cutoff shirts and the knee pads. Obviously, headband. Looks unsuspecting, but he got the craziest three. He D you up. He always trying to be magic. They always want to be Magic Johnson, you know, no look passes and things like that. He got a nice little old head game. He got a little Paul Pierce to him. I don't got time for y'all. You know, I'm not guarding him. I'm not running around chasing this wannabe Steph Curry. No. I'm just me being real. Can I be real with y'all for a little bit? Uh, real quick. Mr. Moore talked about offense-defense. I wrote down offense-defense relationship. This is what I love, and I wish that we could all collectively love to. The defense and the offense have this I got you back type of relationship. Last year, I watched the way this thing went down, and when the defense was giving up 500 yards and all these rushing yards and just completely crap in the bed, the offense was just like, come on, again. When the offense was turning the ball over, the defense was like, shit, I got to be out there. But when you see this team now, okay, cool, you might get a three now. Okay, cool, you might get a turnover. Or, or, hey, we scored, now the defense is up, let's do this thing. Like I feel like they got each other's back, and you can hear it. It's an us in this locker room versus the world, which is outside this locker room. 
And I love that. I love that about this team right now, man. I think they could carry each other. Am I lying about the old heads? I know I ain't lying. Uh, I got you real quick, 706. Super chat. I missed a couple super chats. I'll go back and try to get them. Uh, Tom Donnie Burner account. Appreciate you for the $5 donation. He says, if Dallas wins another Super Bowl, Jerry should have a parade in every other. <laughs> oh, I love this. In every other team city to celebrate. Oh, God. that would be the most Dallas Cowboys Jerry Jones thing to do. I'm going to celebrate in everybody's city. Oh, I love that. But, you know, if let's narrow that down. I would love for him to celebrate in New York. The Maras and, 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 and uh, Goodell, all the stuff they try to do to suppress the Dallas Cowboys. I would love for them to say, you know what? We're going to celebrate in New York because this is an NFL celebration. Mm-hmm. The NFL was better when the Dallas Cowboys are on top. All right, let's get to 706. I'm sorry if I, if I, if I said the name wrong, 706. What it is, what it do? Hey, what's going on? But uh, y'all covered a lot of things I want to talk about. There's two things I want to talk about. There's two stuff. Simplicity, being simple, and stepping up. What I mean by being simple, on the offense, they got the, the way Dak is playing, the offense is playing, simplified. You, you said something about slants, hit some seam route, and some out. I guess it's a zone. That was simplified a lot of that. Yeah. So keep it simple, stupid. I, 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 I'm with you. I think we should uh, simplify the offense in the reds. Or in the, and sim- simplicity could mean something as simple as, like I said earlier, you know what? Instead of screens, let's yeah. let's go ahead and put Mari Cooper down here in the slot and let him route somebody up. Exactly. In, instead of in exactly. double reverse, let me go ahead and, and, and do three by one. Get him. Get uh, what's his name? Michael Gallup one on one on the outside. And just throw that thing up. Hey, let me just do. Let me just exactly. keep it simple. That's the simple and and those outside runs in 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 the SEC country called student by the right, student by the left, and mm-hmm. run the ball outside. It it'll open up the middle, right? So yeah, yeah, I like it, man. So Keep it simple, stupid. The, that's right. And the and the step up part is the last the last few games defense stepped up. Yes, the last they about six up. games. I mean, the defense carrying us. Yeah. Yeah. That, They've been carrying the offense. It's time for the offense to step up. Everybody bumped bump the numbers, bumped the, the, the 100-yard receiving, rushing, step up. Step Indeed, up. Everybody, step, defense, step up. Everybody on defense doing their part. The coach, the coaching staff on defense, they, they, they got their players stepping up. It's time for the offense to step up. Michael Gallup, all the receivers, tight ends, step up. Indeed. Your quarterback, y'all, they cried. He was out. They were saying he's out. Your quarterback is going through right now. Now you got to step up for him. Step up Stop or step ball. out. That's right. Step up. Next man up. They got some more Step up. That's, that's all it takes. Simple. Indeed. Appreciate the call, good brother. All right. Man says step up or step out. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, that will end the Pulse of the Nation portion of today's show. Good stuff today. Really good stuff today. Going to run that back. I might clip out the run game portion or I might clip out the red zone stuff. That way you guys can just kind of go right at it and check it out if you want to run it back. Uh, get a, Take a look for yourself. Um, I'm pretty sure across the community we'll see more uh, film drop. So you guys can check all that out as well. Uh, but I, I absolutely love after further review days, especially after wins, right? Even better after wins. Um, 
because we can see where the offense improved, as it says down here, and where they can improve. And the defense is just – the defense humming so much. It's just – it's basically throwing up highlights, you know, and just kind of watching them and enjoying that. I'm I'm not trying to look ahead. I'm not – I'm trying not to be uh, – I'm trying – I'm trying to be week to week. I don't want to be a hypocrite. But for the defense, I'm really looking forward to how they play against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Even the offense, too, because the Cardinals' defense is not, you know, they're no slouches. And they gave us trouble last year, Buda Baker and things like that. They got a pass rush, Chandler Jones. Oh, boy. Damn, maybe we do need Tyrus, man. I'm a little worried about Chandler. But anyway, that's down the road. We got the Washington football team playing today against the Philadelphia Eagles. Make sure y'all boys and, and, and girls check that out tonight. We'll we'll make fun of them tomorrow, uh, and on a short week. The I mean, think about this: Washington, you know, unfairly, but it is what it is. They'll play tonight, travel Wednesday, and they only have Thursday, Friday, Saturday to get ready for the Cowboys. And I don't even know if if that's a full blown Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, you're going to get Washington on a short week. You need to handle business. You need to handle business, and then it's time to take on one of the big boys, supposed big boys. All right, y'all. Uh, I'll get back into the chat, see what y'all saying, man. Felipe, man, appreciate you being here all the way from France. DJ Dog. I didn't even see you in there, DJ. For those that came in mid-show, I'd advise definitely running this back, checking out some of the ground game work we talked about, some of the red zone stuff that we liked and didn't like. Um, really good show today. Really good show. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. With that said, appreciate all the donations. Calls were great. I appreciate the likes, make sure you hit that like button. That is important. Make sure you share this thing. That is important. Make sure y'all come back later tonight. Mauricio Rodriguez, primetime, ABC Sports primetime. And check out abcsportsdallas.com. Y'all know how it is over there. All the great work. All the great work. Appreciate y'all, man. Love you. Shout out to my man, Stevie Mack, the mod guy. I want me some glory hope.